0: It's the Sunday Showcase on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance.
1: Transcontinentally transcribed for your holiday listening pleasure, this is Project Audio. I'm Larry Groby with the Generic Radio Workshop. And welcome at last to the Christmas season. And this year of all years, we all need a reason to celebrate, to contemplate, to ring up good cheer. Because to be honest, it's been kind of a hell of a year. So bring up the music and twinkling lights. And what Project Audion has in its sight is some radio fun from 1938. You ready to listen? All right then, no, wait. Let's get serious for a moment. 1938 was kind of a hell of a year, too. Europe was drifting towards war. The USA was trying to shake off a depression. And uh, a former newspaper reporter named Norman Corwin was pivoting into radio. CBS gave him a time slot for a program called Words Without Music to promote poetry. Tonight's show was his first broadcast script. When audiences heard it, they pretty much flipped. It started his career, which was more than just rhymes. Corwin, in fact, became the most respected radio man of his times. In fact, as a writer, he had a very long run. He stayed working and teaching till age 101. For tonight's holiday show, he wrote it in verse. It's like what I'm doing, except mine's a lot worse. The plot, it's simple not abstract, not abstruse. In fact, it might remind you a little of Dr. Seuss. Well, enough of my rambling. Let's let the cast do their business of unraveling the plot to overthrow Christmas.
2: Words Without Music Written and directed by Norman Corwin Did you hear about the plot to overthrow Christmas? Well, gather ye now from Maine to the Isthmus of Panama and listen to the story of the utter inglory of some gory goings-on in hell. Now... It happened in Hades, ladies and gentlemen. It happened down there that fiends held a meeting. The fiends held a meeting for the purpose of defeating Christmas. With the aid of a fade, a fade on the radio, we'll take you there with a hi and hey o to hear firsthand the brewing of a plot down in the deepest Stygian grot. Uh, grot is a
1: poetical term for grotto. Uh, Whenever you hear my voce, sato, or sato voce, whichever you prefer, it's just I taking pains to make quite sure that nobody makes a poetical allusion that uh, might in any way create confusion. I return you now to the voice you were hearing before I had to do this interfering.
2: As I was saying... In this Stygian grot, the notables of Limbo hatched a plot, and what went on in the sulfurous hole will soon pick up by remote control. Of course, such a pickup is not made quickly. As a matter of fact, it's done rather trickily. You mustn't mind if it sounds erratic, that's merely intraterrestrial static. Don't be surprised if you're deafened by thunder just as we start on our journey down under. You'll hear earthquakes in all of the commoner varieties of natural phenomena, and so below, via radio, to regions where legions of the damn go. <laughs>
3: How dare you interrupt me in the middle of a movement of my favorite concerto You should look to the improvement of your manners
0: Sir, if you please, my apologies I would not have intruded upon your recital if the matter were not so terribly vital
3: The most important matter in the world is piddling when it comes to be compared to Nero's fiddling
0: Now what you say may be very true But I've been sent here to summon you, to a great massed meeting of the tortured souls down in the grut of the flaming coals. A meeting? What for? What's the big idea? Why can't a fellow get some peace down here? Peace, a poor soul, can't be found on the premises. This is a region abounding in nemeses.
3: Now you're talking like a travel folder. Tell
0: me, Violet, before I smolder, why are we meeting? Who's on the spot? We are meeting in order to fabricate a plot. A plot against the festival that mortal men comfort in and gladden in again and again. You see, every year they... Never mind the facts. I don't want to hear how mortal man acts. The only
3: information about which I care concerns the mass meeting and who will be there.
0: His wickedness, Mephisto, will preside. Naturally. And several of the Borgias will be sitting by his side. And down in front by the sizzling sodium will be many personalities noted for their odium... Heyman, Caligula, Medusa, and Legri thats all very nice, but what about me? Oh, you'll be sitting in row A, center, tween Ivan the Terrible, the Tormentor, and Cersei. Mercy! Why, they're both deranged. Do you wish me to see if your seat can be changed?
3: Yes, if you will, please. Taste comes first, even though a soul may be eternally cursed. Righto. See you at the meeting then. Yes, and now back to my fiddling again. <laughs>
1: This is I, the Soto Voce person. It should have been explained that Nero is rehearsing for nothing in particular. He's just that way. While hellfires burn, he likes to play. It makes him feel a little more at home. It's just an abdication he picked up in Rome.
4: The meeting will now come to order, please. (laughs) I've called you here from over 60 seas of boiling pitch and blazing phosphorus to stop what constitutes a loss for us. (laughs) We've lost prestige. And I greatly deplore that we stand in danger of losing more in the way of confidence and spirit. We're far from our goal. We're nowhere near it. Here he is. This is the reason, though we've done well in carrying forward uh, the work of hell, we've left a very big job unfinished. After all these years, there is undiminished goodwill on Earth every late December because of Christmas. That's right. mm-hmm. Now, please That's remember, as long as this continues to be, the race of man will be not belong to me. I will listen now to any questions you may want to ask and then suggestions. Oh, um, I got- <laughs> Mr. Chairman, Mr. Brother Chairman. Heyman. You say we've done well in our efforts to sell evil. I say we've done better. You We have carried out the letter of your law. We've done what I think is a pretty good job, and I say as a veteran daemon.
0: Sit down there, Heyman. Enough of this folly. Sit down yourself. You're off your trolley. Sit down, for I am Ivan the Terrible. You're telling us why you're unbearable.
4: (laughs) Demons, this is no way to act. I warn you, proceed with a little more tact. I want more decorum in this forum. Now, these personal remarks you make must cease. Now, Brother Ivan, will you speak your piece?
0: I merely want to say, in a casual way, that Haman is a radical. He always gets fanatical. Why, anyone would think to hear him snort that the work of the devil should just stop short. Anybody'd think to hear him talking that dragons and lizards should stop walking the ways of the world.
4: Mr. Chairman, Brother Ivan is a demagogue with a brain like a fly and the manners of a hog. He says... Uh, I don't think any idea
5: what
3: he's talking about.
4: That's enough. It's... We will hear from others. Surely there must be among you brothers enough venom and malevolence to crush a mortal man's benevolence? It comes to this. Are we going to let a little holiday like Christmas get the better of us all down here below? No! 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 Well said, sir. Ah. well said, sirs. Let's go. Let's lay down plans now to overthrow this Christmas business and all that guff of holly and mistletoe and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Chairman,
0: <laughs> Mr. Chairman. Brother
2: Caligula,
4: you may take the
2: floor. <clears throat> Mr. Chairman I abhor as a former emperor anything that curbs our rule I suggest we start right in manufacturing more sin let us give some presents too: candy sticks and things to chew fruits and nuts and little cakes poisonous as rattlesnakes
6: <laughs> 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 oh.
2: Oh. <laughs> let our subtle worker be. bichloride of mercury. Let us wrap in tinsel bright little gifts of dynamite. (laughs) (laughs) Work things so that men will fear whenever 1225 draws near. Soon at this rate, if you please. Men will hang from
4: Christmas trees! Oh, <laughs> oh,
2: sir.
4: Caligula, permit the chair to say you've got something there. And now, with this fine start, let's hear some more. Uh, yes, Brother Nero, you may have the floor. Uh, Mr. Chairman, may I level with the devil? With all due
3: respect to Caligula's views, I think there's a better method we can use. I've heard just lately that men are giving the raz to classical music by making it jazz. Mm-hmm. They're swinging Bach, and what's keener, they're doing the shag to Palestrina. As a connoisseur of music, of course, I love the works of Rimsky-Korsakov. But today, I note with a bitter shrug, they've made Scheherazade a jitterbug.
4: <laughs> as much as we admire your clever rhyme, will you get to the point? You're wasting time. I was just about to say, when interrupted, that Christmas can easily be corrupted if you take and
3: swing all the Christmas carols. Why, just think of the evil, just barrels and barrels of sacrilege every time you play a pious song in a profane way. Why, once you entice them to swing Noel, then victory belongs
4: to us fiends. Well... uh...
3: Here, (laughs) here. (laughs)
6: Come on, Mr. Chairman.
4: Mr. Simon LeGree. Well, I'd like to say that it seems to me that you all is barking up a coonless tree. I think Mr. Nero has made a wrong guess. The way to go about it is to get in Congress and bribe a bunch of senators who know their oats and just make a purchase of a block of oats and then they can legislate a situation where they rules old Christmas right out of the nation. And then they get together and they pass a law where there ain't gonna be no Christmas no more <laughs> I, I,
3: I have to admit that's a fairly I think the green
4: congestion is
3: a beaut. It's
4: very <laughs> cute and quite astute. Uh. it seems to be a, a bit impractical because you'd have to be so tactical. For instance now, a senator who would sell his vote to our lobbyists might very well go out and become a tool for agencies representing the Yule.
0: Uh, By the eternal right, (laughs) he's right.
5: (laughs) Mr. Chairman. Yes,
4: Miss Borsha.
5: Hmm. I think we should all give pause and think about this Santa Claus. He is the man behind the scenes, the symbol of what Christmas means. If we could rub him out, my friend, our troubles would be at an end. Just think how it would tickle us to liquidate St. Nicholas. (laughs) A girl like me could fascinate the guy and then
4: assassinate. Uh, Do you think you could do it, pretty one? Are you sure you wouldn't be by pity one?
5: (laughs) Ah, Sometimes you are an awful tease, my master Mephistopheles. Ain't I murdered several dozens? Poisoned uncles, aunts, and cousins? Don't my work down here in Hades make me first among the ladies? (laughs) (laughs) Men of virtue all have cussed me. I am sure that you can trust me. That we (laughs) haven't a particle of a doubt, Miss Borgia. I'm sure we all have nothing but kind feelings torture.
4: (laughs) But many times a woman spy, alas,
5: adores her victims. Dames make poor ambassadors. Do you imply that such defects are found inherent in my sex? I do. Well, listen here, old Ironsides. You're headed for some cyanides. You've crossed a Borgia. And you know the consequences that (laughs) (laughs)
4: follow. Um,
5: um, disciples,
4: this is very bad. There's nothing to be gained by getting mad. Suppose we put the matter to a vote. All those in favor of the motion made by Fiend Caligula, which was to shade the glamour of the holiday by using uh, selected poisons of our choosing... All those in favor will please signify by rising and saying aye. Aye. One vote in favor. Caligula's. And those opposed.
6: Nay,
4: The motion is defeated. <sniffs> Up we bring the plan of Brother Nero's viz to swing the hymns and pious music. All those four will please respond by raising up a paw. For. And those against? against? Against. Very well. And now the project of the Who is here who totally agrees? I do. The agree votes for himself. Uh, and those opposed? Oh. Opposed and now all of those who favor borgia's cause uh, it being to eliminate santa claus aye, 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 aye. And those opposed it seems the woman has a way with them at least she has carried the day with them <laughs> <laughs> the motion it carried now we will decide which one of us will take Nick, for a ride. We'll all draw lots and thus settle the moot point of who'll be sent to execute.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, This is your old friend, Soto visiting down where it's eternal noche. Noche is Spanish for night, you know. Merely a, a reference just to show that English isn't all I have to go by. Oh, well. I guess I missed my calling. I should have been a lobbyist. You see, I'm stalling to give them time to finish the voting. Now, let's see. The weather? Oh, now I'm quoting the Daily Hellion. Uh, continued heat, both overhead and under feet, fresh and moderate gases blowing up to gale force and then going north by westerly, light showers of brimstone by the evening hours. Hmm. Well, that's what it says here. I'm not fibbing. <laughs> How am I doing with my ad-libbing? Uh, this is a thing a, a gabberd have fun with. Oh, say, the drawing should soon be done with. We expect the results any
4: moment now, as soon as... (laughs) (laughs)
2: Lots
4: have been drawn, and I'm glad to say the honor has fallen Nero's way. (laughs) Nero, you are charged with a great task. It is the evilest deed that we could ask a fiend to do. Oh, we'll be proud of you. Now, just one moment. How do I get
3: there? What do I wear? Is it dry or wet there? Is it fancy or fact or word of mouth that he lives at the Pole? Is it north or south? If he dwells in the regions to which I've referred, must I pass through the camp of Admiral Byrd? Uh, What should I use when it comes to the showdown? A gun or a dagger?
4: So, give me the lowdown. Now, Nero, you needn't sound so tragic. You'll get to Earth by the blackest magic. To create an express elevator is simple for an expert spell creator. With a lot of pyrotechnic dazzle, we'll let you off on a hill in Basel, Switzerland. From there, you will make your way to the Arctic Isle. Then you'll break your way through the ice with a blowtorch. After a while, you're bound to reach Satter's domicile... And once you get there, ah, my dear Nero, all of our work will have gone for zero if you don't succeed in your assignment. The disadvantage of our confinement in limbo is the fact that we only get one chance in all the eternal roulette of circumstance.
3: I know. If at first we don't succeed, we can try and try again. But there is no need, because nothing will come of it. Uh, Meaning no offense, do you mind if I take my departure hence? Uh,
1: That, my friends, was a big brass gong. It's used in this story right along to indicate that we're about to travel to points where the plot will further unravel. And uh, now, if Ambassador Nero elects, we'll have another spot of sound effects...
3: Tell me, stranger, is this Basel, Switzerland, or is it already Donner and Blitzerland? Why, Donner and Blitzerland's 5,000 miles away. Thank you, mister, and good day. (laughs) Tell me, stranger, I've been walking inland for weeks. Where am I now? In Finland. Tell me, stranger, because I've lost stock. Where am I now? Listen, stranger. After all these centuries of blistering heat, now I have to suffer from freezing feet. I'm wincing with pain from this pesky foot.
5: Don't speak English. Inuktitut.
3: I declare by my frenetic soul I must be over the magnetic pole. My watch has stopped. Can that be right? I wonder... In a moment now, you'll hear me knock on Santa's door and he'll unlock it. Never more to lock again. (laughs) Coming! So is doom. (laughs) How do you do, sir? Very well indeed.
6: And you, sir? (laughs) Splendidly! Won't you come right in? Take your coat off. I can see your chin is frozen. Also, your hands and knees Well, sit down while I get you some
3: antifreeze. Don't bother, sir. I won't be long. I'm about to perpetrate a fearful wrong. In short, I'm going to do away with... Take it easy. Do not play with that gun. I know all about
6: you. Really? Haven't I had my agent scout you for weeks? You've come all this way to abolish Christmas. Now, let me say... Listen, Santa,
3: I'm no callow stripling. I've read Ernest Hemingway and Kipling, and also the shooting of Dan McGrew, and plenty of detective stories, too. And just to show what broad guy I am, I've also read the Rubaiyat of Omar Khayyam. Do you think that a fellow with his reading so graded could have learned so little as to be dissuaded from the main objective? Why, don't make me giggle. I'd feel a lot
6: better if you wouldn't wiggle that gun so, much as I'm impressed with your education. (laughs) I honestly believe that a figure of your station should have given more thought to the
3: ways of man and less devotion to the cult of Pan. By others, no doubt your wisdom may be prized, but I didn't come here to be criticized. In fact, I came to dispatch a duty, so don't hand me any of this tutti-frutti. If you have any last words to say, then spill em. I haven't got all day.
6: What's the rush? Unless I've counted wrong, the polar day has always
3: been six months long. Well, after I've disposed of you, I've got to hurry right back to hell, or they'll begin to worry.
6: Not about you, but about your career in homicide. Do you think the mere loss of you would make them hysterical? (laughs) Their only interest is numerical. Think so? Mephisto wants to rule just as much of humanity as possible for reasons of personal vanity.
3: By the sticks, you're right to think that he dare... Are there any ladies here? Will you permit me to swear? My
6: answer to that is an emphatic no. There are several lady dolls in the toy room
3: below. Oh, Claudius! Oh, Cassius! Oh, Naphthalene! What a fool I've been! What a fool I've been! But wait. I think I see what you're after. (laughs) You're as clever as a big-time Roman grafter. You remind me now of my royalty just to get me in the mood for disloyalty. (laughs) Do you think I could be that meanly deceptive to Satan? Why, Santa, I'm keenly perceptive. I can see right through all your clever ruses. Nero can be plenty foxy when he chooses. I'll have you know that I'm partly a dreamer, partly a wit, and partly a schemer. I'm part philosophical and also part mystic. I suppose you
6: fancy that you're highly artistic. Fancy why I have such a sense of beauty. Oh, ho, ho, ho. don't hand me a helping of tutti Fruity. Any creature who really had beauty in his soul would appreciate Christmas. He would know that the whole idea of the holiday was one of such... Power, that all the fiends below would gnash their fangs and glower, yet never in a million years could do it harm, because it has a glory, a greatness, a, a charm you know nothing about. That's so? The spirit that it venerates, the good cheer that it generates, are things far, far beyond you. For all your wealth no man on earth could
3: sell you these. Am I so cursed as that? Will you tell me, please, what beauties there may be that I have never seen? Have you
6: ever seen a Christmas tree, tall and green, smelling of woodlands, covered with a sheen of silveriness, its branches bending low with the fruits of human kindness instead of snow? No. Have you ever closely witnessed what takes place? any christmas morning on a young child's face or perceived any beauties purer than the joys distilled in the hearts of little girls and boys have you ever watched a fire in a fireplace on a christmas eve or listened to grace At a table heavy with fruits and cakes and all the wonders that a kitchen makes. Fowls and pastries, wines and meats and nuts and raisins and mm, candied sweets. Have you ever seen mistletoe hanging from a ceiling? In a frosty air heard a far bell pealing. Have you ever come back... From a sleigh ride tingling and your feet keeping time with the sleigh bells jingling have you ever seen the beauty of a sprig of holly or felt for a moment what it feels to be jolly (laughs) holly have you ever known how exceedingly pleasant it is to unwrap A Christmas present? Did you ever know how much cheer it lends to be wished a Merry Christmas by all your friends? Did you ever experience the fun of giving? Do you know at all of the
3: joys
6: of living?
3: I guess I don't. For all of me, I never knew such things could be. Just think how long in ignorance I've slept. It must have been the company
6: you kept.
3: I was a wicked tyrant once, you know. Ah, yes,
6: but that was centuries ago. You had no real way of knowing.
3: Perhaps. I guess I'll be going. I I really should be getting on my way. But do you have to? Don't you want to stay? You see, I'm just a bit... Embarrassed? Why, Why, yes, sir. Now, don't look so
6: harassed. I know why it is you came and who it was that sent you, but that's all done with. I take it you repent, you, of all your past mistakes.
3: With many pains and aches of conscience.
6: Then you are welcome here! (laughs)
3: Ah, please take
6: your hat off. Your coat, your muffler also. Take your spat off. What what happened to the other one? No, No matter. You're pretty thin. You'll presently be fatter. I serve good food here. I'll get you a platter of steak and mushrooms, medium or rare. I'll bet that you're as hungry as a bear. Now just sit down, that's it, right over here, and tell me, would you have some wine or beer?" I never touch the stuff myself, but I manage to keep on hand a little rye, (laughs) for purposes medicinal.
3: I mean, your chin should be unfrozen. What a state it's in. A while ago you asked me if I understood good cheer. I do so now, St. Nicholas. I see it standing here. I want to ask you something, sir. Now, please, don't give a yelp. Is there any sort of work to do where I can be of help? Indeed there is.
6: Indeed there is. And I'm glad you asked me. I have so many toys to make this year, the job's got past me. But first, you sit and eat this bowl. I've got a little trifle i am like for you to see. So will you sit right down here and stifle your curiosity? I'll get it for you right away. It's down the hall a piece.
3: Well... Who'd ever think of it? Will wonders never cease? At last, after all these centuries, I'm so happy I could buzz. It shows what a lot a little Christmas spirit does. As emperor, I envied off the cheerfulness of peasants, and now. And well, here it is.
6: Now, dear boy Nero, uh, by way of Christmas presents, I offer you this little. Gift.
3: But Santa, for what reason?
6: A very good one, sir. To which? Compliments of the season. Well, go ahead and open it. Why stand there so
3: reflecting? I'm just collecting thoughts, Saint Nick. My thoughts I'm just collecting. Just think how far a tiny bit of fellowship would carry us. Oh, well... I say, what's this? What's this? It is a Stradivarius! (laughs) Why, thank you! Thanks a million times! I don't know what to say to you. I'll tell you what I'll do, St. Nick. I'll start right in and play for you. I'll play, I'll play, I'll play, I'll play all night and day for you!
6: (laughs) Fine! Well, now here's some music. I'm sure you'll play it well. It's a little piece entitled "Noel." Noel.
1: This is I. Remember me, your sotto voce friend? I've just come back to tell you that the story's at an end.
2: You've been listening to The Plot to Overthrow Christmas, written and directed by Norman Corwin. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.
1: We want quickly now to introduce our cast. Their acting was great and experience vast. Thanks to Sally Martinez and her deft violin, she also stepped in for a line as a fin. Dana Gonzalez was Heyman, a fellow quite mean, while Dana himself is one of the nicest guys you've ever seen. Lothar Tuppen was the messenger and Ivan the Terrible. Did you hear how he made such bad guys sound bearable? Simon Legree? That's Doug Fane from Kentucky. His accent is local. He didn't just get lucky. Miss Borgia was played by Pat Rosebank, way up in Toronto, beyond all the Yanks. Brad Oxnum announced and was Emperor Caligula. He can do lots of voices, not just one in particular. Chris Messersmith was awful as Mephistopheles. Well, in hell, that's an honor! We want more, pretty please? Let's see, Dwayne Nock played our main man Nero as we followed his journey from villain to hero. And Les Marsden sounded and looked just like Santa Claus. In fact, all our cast deserves your applause. I'm Larry Groby, your voce, producer, director, and I'm also Project Audion's email collector. So if you want to chat, be you male or a female, send us a note to Project Audion at Gmail. While the cast has had fun from all our far-flung places, please like us on YouTube or The Book That Has Faces. And now, as our actors have all fled and gone, to all you, a good night from Project Audion.